And now, your feature presentation. Ends with a ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah, go now, go now, go now. Go now. Hey, no, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Cold Classic Podcast. Ho ho ho. ho, ho, ho. Uh, Cameron Jones here, as always, with my co host, Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones with my co host, Mark Nussel. And Cameron Jones. Okay, it just feels like, you know. Ho ho, hopefully you never do that again. <laughs> oh. Well, as you can probably tell by the I terrible... wanted to do a sleigh bell thing, but I didn't want to say, like, I'm sleigh about to queen. sleigh. Yeah, it was something like that. Something like that, yeah. I fucking do this all the time, and I hate that people do in podcasts. Stop me from What, doing ruining it. the openers? Yeah, I do it every... I do it very often, and I, I'm disgusted, but I can't stop myself. I like it. Well, let me stop you by saying, hey, guys, we're doing the 1990 film Home Alone. When bratty eight-year-old Kevin McAllister acts out the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother makes him sleep in the attic. After the McAllisters mistakenly leave the airport without Kevin, he wakes to an empty house and assumes his wish to not have his family has come true. But his excitement sours when he realizes that two con men plan to rob his residence and that he alone must protect the family home. I made my family disappear. I mean, the title says it all. Kevin McAllister's left home alone. Over Christmas. From the guy who brought you Mrs. Doubtfire, Rent, Harry Potter's 1 and 2, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pecci, Daniel Stern, John Hurt, Catherine O'Hara, Kevin! Sneaky John Candy. Music by John Williams. This was an early glimpse of the failings of the police system. Don't call Child Protective Services. It's just the 90s. Kevin's a bit of a shithead. His family's kind of shitty, too. Everyone got their comeuppance and didn't learn their lesson because there's a sequel to this. When Kevin's family left for vacation, they forgot one minor detail. Kevin. But don't worry. He cooks, he cleans, and he kicks some ass. And he kills people. It's the whimsical Christmas story of neglect. Home Alone. Cast and crew. Let's start with the director, Chris Columbus. Fun name, not fun background if you're doing a Google search. Sailed the ocean blue. Uh, but a big fan of his, obviously, the early Harry Potters, nostalgic, warm family. Love it. Uh, Mark, what are some other Christopher Columbus movies? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Love Rent, um, like Home it. Alone 2, Bicentennial Man, Harry mm-hmm. Potter's 1 and 2, and most maybe memorable, uh, Pixels. Oh, I did know he did Pixels. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Yeah, he did Pixels. Not to be confused with that movie you like that's like Pixels, but by Steven Spielberg. Um, Oh, Ready Player One, that's a great movie. So those are his director uh, credits. He's produced a lot of movies as well. Jingle All the Way. Go back and listen to Jingle All the Way. The first three, Harry Potter's, Night of the Museum, Fantastic Four, um, The Help. Did that one... Mm, I can't remember Definitely exactly, but it's up for things. Nom- you know, nominated. And uh, I, I think Gremlins 3, he's he's credited for that. That's There's coming a out Gremlins soon. 3? Yeah, not oh, yet. Not oh, yet. Man. Not yet. Slated. Okay, I got gotcha. you. He kind of created a little corner of great action-adventure family films. Yeah, uh, 100%. But um, does them well. Yeah, do, yeah does super, them well. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, when I think of Steven Spielberg, I also now kind of think of Christopher Columbus for giving you a big family adventure. Those are kind of two names I trust in that genre. Yeah, there's two people that split off, even though I don't think... Christopher Columbus worked with them. He went more the kids route, mm-hmm. and then obviously J.J. J. J. Abrams, Abrams just is yeah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. This sort of helps the Christopher Columbus family adventure that you're talking about. John Hughes was the writer. He did um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Christmas Vacation, 
Flubber. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, but I mean, but God, Flubber. Probably like 10 years 16, ago now. He directed Ferris Bueller's, actually. Uh, directed 16 Candles. I, I mean, you know him for the Brad Pack in the 80s uh, movies Trans- that you grew up watching, if you're of that age. Um, do you want a little unverified trickle up or save it? Give it. Forget it. Trickle it right on up. We're going to trickle right on up. It's going to be like uh, reverse motion capture. It's like, how is it growing in fast Tenet. motion? Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I think that originally John Hughes was maybe going to direct it, but something fell through and they like bumped up um, Christopher Columbus because oh, okay. he had worked as mm-hmm. like. We'll get to it on Verified. He was actually slated to direct well, another he's tri- movie. He's trickling. I it trickled up. up. I just thought. That I, well, just because I don't have the note and I can't remember the movie. Okay, we'll, we'll, back down. That's okay, why we'll, we'll get to he it. He trickled back down on your ass. Yeah, we're, we're, it's a downward slope. You can't go up. Music by John Williams. If you don't know John Williams. You do if you you're listening to Star this. Wars. I mean, he works with Christopher Columbus and Spielberg Potter. mostly. Well, not you mostly, know, but just like a lot of the big anything ones. Anything he damn well wants. True. Now, uh, onto the cast. We've got Macaulay Culkin plays the main character, Kevin, little Kev, Nutcracker, the Page Master. Never uh, seen the Page Master. The good, Richie Rich. The good son. I mean, we can go on about Macaulay Culkin. He's coming back now. He's looking good. He's looking healthy. Yeah, good he made it through. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna touch on the Michael Jackson stuff. Nope. Didn't happen. You don't want to touch on it. He doesn't want I'm to. I'm sorry. Hold on. Macaulay Culkin's like, it didn't happen. It's like, but... <laughs> Moving on. Joe Pecci plays Harry, one of the crooks. Uh, Goodfellas, the Irishman, Casino. Gangster movies. You know, a gangster except this movie. Yep. Well, only pretty much is. <laughs> yeah, he's still in the mafia. He's just... Oh, he would he would dream of being in the mafia with this role. <laughs> Moving on to Marv. Daniel Stern plays Marv. Um... Oh, crap. I was just about to say what he's in. The next he's day. in three big movies from my childhood. City this, Slickers. Rookie City of the Year. City Slickers and Rookie of the Year. And I'm sure he's in a lot more, but those are three this big ones from my childhood. This one shocked the fuck out of me. He's the narrator in The Wonder Years. My mom oh, told me that on the that. phone. He's the narrator the in the Wonder Years. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like him. Not, not at all. really. Blew my mind. I was on the phone with my mom the other day, and she told me like 20 facts to remember. Forgot them all, but that was the only one that I'm like, oh wow, that's a good one to remember. I mean, like, damn, I well, in I had all to go honesty, back and listen he, to like the pilot. Like, you I can kind of hear it, but the dad, John Hurd, John Hurd, actually, what's surprising about him is normally he plays the R. dick. Died recently. He just died. Like a few years ago, yeah. Really? I, I think so. totally missed yeah. that. I'm sure I said it at the Oscars when they showed me his face. Yep. Like, he, we I, just did Big like yeah. a few episodes ago, so he was in Big. He's kind of the asshole in Big. I feel like more often his uh, character type is Big. True. And this it, one's yeah. a departure. He's yeah, like a real nice guy. It's fun having him be, be the well, funny Well, a neglectful father, but a nice guy. At least aloof. He's not intentionally doing <laughs> aloof anything. Aloof, for sure. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the mom uh, is played by Catherine O'Hara. I mean, she's come up a million times. The Christopher Guest movies. Uh, Shit's Creek, obviously. I haven't watched Shit's Creek. Good, bad, watchable. Very good, very good. Cool. It's a slow start, though. It doesn't just hit you off the head. I, I hate when people say this, but you got to give it, like, a season. Uh, let's touch on Old Man Marley for a sec. Robert Blossom. Robert Blossom. He was in uh, Escape from Alcatraz. I've never noting. seen that movie. I actually neither have either. It's I a, watched it. It's a good one. Great poster. Hmm. True. Or for me, at least. Uh, we're not going to touch on a lot of the cousins and the siblings. Doesn't matter. You got the one guy from Pete and Pete. He's sneaky in there. Yeah, He's we, one got, of the we got Pete. Uncle Frank, we should mention. Uh, you little jerk. Jerry Jerry Bammon. He was in The the Bodyguard. Let's keep moving. John Candy's in this movie briefly. Gus Polinski. Cool Runnings. Plants, Trains, Automobiles, Spaceballs. Uh, Kieran Culkin plays young Fuller. Fuller's going to piss uh, himself. Should also just say. Scott Pilgrim. 
both Catherine O'Hara and uh, John Candy came from Canada. The same uh, improv uh, CBT, SCTV. Yeah. I thought you meant like yeah, they came from. Uh, oh no, they say they came from like the same comedy classes, like Eugene Levy and I'm pretty well, sure Rick Moranis. It's their Second City. Yeah, it's it's the Canadian version of Second City, Um And then just the last one I do want to mention is is the Santa. Oh yeah, he's, Santa. Popped, he's popped up before actually. Uh, Ken Hudson Campbell. He was in Armageddon. He's like the the bigger guy in Armageddon. That's the guy. I'm like, he <laughs> seems familiar. Definitely wasn't going to come up with that. Go back and see our episode of Armageddon. I, and I tried to pull some movies from these other guys, like Buzz. Like, Doesn't uh, matter. He's in Home Brock Sweet Home Alone. Leslie, Midge, Georgette. They, none of them have anything. Not important. We it's hit tough. The, we got Pete. This is a pretty big cast, and we hit the main hitters that you want to hear about. So let's just move on to Unverified. Unverified. Welcome to Unverified in the Cult Classics Podcast Movie Phone. The date is November 1990, and currently in theaters, you could have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Fuck. We have a lot of sequels here. Jacob's Ladder. We got a title here. Three. Get the family together and watch Jacob's Ladder. I guess that's not a family film. That's more of a, hey, did you guys hear Jacob's Ladder? It's really, really, really sad. Uh, three Men and a Little Lady. So not three sequel. Men, yeah. There is no ghost in that one? <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, Rescuer, Rescuers Down Under. Love that. That's a great one for me. That's great. Uh, Predator 2. That's fine. Another that's sequel. Fine. He keeps that's dogging fine. us. He keeps Child's dogging Play. Us. Two. 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 Another sequel for you. And then a real gem for Jordan, Dances with Wolves, was in theaters at this time. Gem for everybody. Well, it's, true. But it's a white... I, it, now listen, guys. But also out November 18th, 1990, was Home Alone. And that's what you chose. Should we talk about how... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Should we talk oh, about I was how, just going to go on a... Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah, hold on. Hold you were right sorry. to do it, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... I think I, this is a perfect time for this movie to be released. Right before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it's when you need it. Oh, yeah. Like, it lasts through the holiday season... And I don't know if this is why it happened, but the box office return, it was like an $18 million budget made for like $400 million at the box office. Now, here's the deal. There's a lot of factors. I think it was a success that was a surprise to everybody. Hmm. But to your point, there's so many of these Halloween movies and Christmas movies that are released in like July. And we're like, that just doesn't make fucking sense. But this one, Mark, they nailed it. Yeah. Hit it on the head. Uh, one thing that I do like and I'm verified, something to look out for if you've never seen the movie. So a lot of people have questions of like, are oh, we on unverified? No, no, we're, yeah, we're on unverified, but this is actually just something to look out for, like Lead a detail in, in the movie. Uh, so people, people ask like, wouldn't they notice that there's too many tickets and not enough people at like the front desk at the airline? Oh, like even though they're rushing through, but actually if you watch when Kevin spills like the, the milk during the pizza scene. His dad, Peter, swipes Kevin's ticket into the garbage. So actually, it makes sense from the beginning oh. that Kevin never would have even been able to get that on. That was going to be a big discussion point, but rewatch it if you're new to this movie or you haven't seen it. They throw away the ticket. Mm-hmm. I miss it every time. Yeah, I never you, caught it. I, I just, only. I just I, know it's a fact. I watched it two days ago and I missed that. Still, it's there. They swipe it. It up, is there. I mean, yeah, away. I know it's there. Um, but I would like to get ahead of this. That could be a Mandela. I'm going to say it now. That didn't exist before <laughs> YouTube four years ago. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, this is kind of messed up. In the original screenplay, it was a little crazier, where Harry and Marv were actually hired by Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank was like affiliated with, like I think, the mob or something. And originally, they were also going to have Uncle Frank say, just kill Kevin. Get You're him just out doing of the fan way. fiction right now. I don't know. It was this the, is, this the, is an unverified. This is just fan fiction. The original script. The original screenplay got cut out and got cut down. But that was, that was the original plot, Mark. Um, that's probably good. 
Yeah. Takes a little of that family friendliness out of there. Uh, Joe Pecci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted to come off as mean to Macaulay Culkin. Just we, wanted to kind of scare him a little bit. We get that a lot with movies where we hear about people getting a little character. Like it's it's little always bits. with kids' movies, I feel like, with the villains being dickish to the kids, which I feel like would be easy for me to lean into. Uh, also, just kind of leaning off of that, Joe Pesci's come off of a lot of R-rated gangster movies, and Christopher Columbus had to continually remind him, you can't say, you can't fuck. say fuck. So that's why he kept saying, frickin', 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 in like really close words. Which, I love that yeah. aspect of the movie. Which when he's like, so that's not scripted, that's just all he could do to not say Yeah, to not say fuck. Bouncing off of that, I'm pretty sure Chris Columbus was like, hey, do the do the scene from Goodfellas. We're like, I don't want you to, like, you laugh, what's so funny? Oh, that'd be Funny cool. enough, he Christopher Columbus did do that. Not only did he like it so much, he made him do that with Marv and the band. He's like, "What? What do you think?" Like they, they kind of did like you're a version. Sick, of, yeah, you're sick, man. Yeah, you're sick. I'm not sick. Um, to piggyback off of gangster movies, the <laughs> the snakes movie in this, you know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. That whole plot point, they made that fictional gangster movie for this movie. For some reason, growing up, that's always the only fact I knew about this as a kid. It's like, one of my favorite ones, this. though. Like, because yeah. you always like when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's just like." A movie, a movie, yeah, right. I was assumed, yeah, when I was a little kid. Which is funny though, because I thought that later on in the movie, when they're in France, they're watching um, "It's a Wonderful it's Life." It's a Wonderful Life in French, and I thought that was a fake movie because it was before <laughs> my time. I'm like, that's not real. Uh, just working off that fact from earlier, uh, the movie that originally Christopher Columbus was supposed to work on John Hughes with was Christmas Vacation. But Christopher Columbus uh, just could not get along with Chevy Chase, so he walked away from the project. And then they then he, they had this idea, so we just bumped him to Home Alone. Interesting. That's great. Well, Isn't that, that to the worst thing? Because you hear that all like the time che- about Chevy Chase. Yeah, that, yeah. He's obviously an asshole, but he must be just that talented enough pre whatever the movements yeah. are to get fired for your whole career. Yeah. He still gets chances. True. True. I but mean, he's, in, he's, he's, commu- he's hilarious. He's still a funny guy. But even Community, they're like he's awful. Uh, he's the entire worst. time. But yeah. he was on there for five seasons. True. True. Uh, what else do you guys have? Um, Catherine O'Hara revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls. Uh, her mom. That's fun. That's oh. cute. Is it weird or is it fun? No, it's, it's definitely still, no, weird. It's kind of weird. It's but weird. It's, it's nice. But in his it's defense, nice. his childhood got He's taken from now. him. Yeah. He's fine. He made it through. Have you seen my childhood? Again, we're not touching on it. It did not happen. Uh, this is Don't another, touch on anything. Just don't even. I'm not going to touch that. Um, But Corey <laughs> Feldman did get touched. Oh, I have something <laughs> cool to show you later. Remind me after the podcast about Corey Feldman. Can't wait. Sorry, guys. Corey uh, Feldman, we hope you get through it, too. This is another, <laughs> We're all rooting for you. This is another one I just knew uh, kind of always growing up. But the picture of Buzz's girlfriend was actually a picture, it was a picture of a little boy. It's actually... Uh, who was it? It's, uh, it's Dan like Webster's son, the art director's son. Yeah. And they just dressed him up as a girl because Christopher Columbus said he didn't want to be that cruel and that to a little girl. That picture just gets me to laugh oh, every yeah. time. <laughs> That's just so funny. Buzz, your girlfriend. girlfriend. Well, you, can use, you can use that quote with so many things. Uh, in that same scene where he's pulling shit out of the che- Buzz's chest, uh, he pulls out like a, a Playboy magazine, and apparently they taped all the pages shut so Macaulay didn't. I don't know why they used an actual Playboy magazine. That was my thought. Why? Why not just they, have he, a cover on any yeah. magazine or just? They well, taped all the pages such, shut so he wouldn't see titties or. Well, they, from what I hear about Macaulay Culkin moving on in his career, like he probably had strippers in his. In, yeah, I was sure. Like I think he lived <laughs> pretty moved. wild on these sets. Well, I, like for, he was always eating candy and coke and fucking I, all crazy. I forget. <laughs> Maybe the, this uh, is me filling in dots. Sorry, go ahead. I forget the pl- the thing went off there, but there's another kids movie where they use the exact same, I guess playboy magazine so oh, again, that's fun again why not just get 
a fake one. But cool. Nice. Cool. Uh, this one's just like a fun cinematography one. But uh, a lot of the shots at the beginning of the movie, they focus on Kevin being like shot from above and down so that it makes him seem more childish and innocent and fear. Then as the movie goes on, it starts getting more equal until the end of the movie where it starts shooting from up so that Kevin seems taller and more confident. And I grown am up. captain mm. now. I murder. He's the, yeah, he's the murder. So that's just something to look out for. Just like a little camera work that helps do some storytelling that I always like in these. It's subtle. You don't notice, but it's playing its part. We were talking about Guinness Book of World Records yesterday on the other podcast, Mark. Guess what? Plug your podcast. Guess what? This movie hit a Guinness Book of World Record. They were entered for the highest grossing comedy of $477 million worldwide. What are we doing, Guinness? Whatever you want. Whatever they want. <laughs> Here's the deal. They're fact-checking the records. Who's fact-checking Guinness? No one. True. It's kind of like uh, listening to Paul McCartney tell a story. Nobody's going to call you out on it. I only have one more fact, even though this has a million. I only wrote down one more, and this one's just a fun, cute one. When nine-year-old Macaulay Culkin got tired on set, he would just lie down and take naps in between shots. And delay shooting for a month. <laughs> Come on, Macaulay. There was a happy accident that I think made the movie better. They weren't originally going to have um, the movie have snow everywhere, but there was a snowstorm on like the first day of shooting. They're like, we got to have snow on all the shots now, and obviously it added to the Christmas That's a accident. Take that out. We're fucking jingle all the way, and you're wondering, where's the snow? Why is it so steamy? <laughs> uh, go back and listen to Four Christmases. Go back and listen to Jingle All the Way. Um, and all our holiday classics. To promote a stronger Christmas feel, red and green are major recurring colors throughout the movie. Like literally everything. Everything in the From, house, their furniture, you can yeah, tell. Furniture, carpet, uh, wallpaper, silverware, napkins, it's all just red and green. And it helps. It honestly really helps with the Christmas vibes of this movie. Yeah, that's what every Christmas movie should do. If you're going to do it, do it. Um, obviously, we've talked about this before, but the exterior of the house is in the suburbs of Illinois. It is an Winnetka, actual location. Uh, but the interior of the house was filmed in a high school pool, I believe. they was that, Or is that just the end scene? Am I just, wrong there, Mark? Just the flooded scene. Okay, the flooded scene was a house set they built inside of a high school pool. So, so they the neighbor's house, out. I guess. Yeah, so just that one scene. I always thought it was the whole McAllister house was in well, the high they, school. Well, they, they the, shot in the high school. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So the McAllister house, they built sets. And there's a whole thing. We all learned this from that Netflix show, I assume. Yep. Go and listen to that if you want to explain uh, The movies that made us on Netflix, a great documentary. Anyway, they as part of their soundstage, they just rented a high school for the summer and built sets in their gym. Most of the house sets. And True. there's a bunch of great facts on that Netflix documentary. Yeah, check so check that out. out for the rest. Yeah. Uh, the scream that Daniel Stern belts out during the tarantula scene was filmed actually after the fact because they weren't sure like if the tarantula would like bite him or if they had ears or what the fuck tarantulas do. So they filmed that after the fact, which is kind of funny. Um, I read this unverified before watching the movie and it, I don't know, just w watching somebody maybe like belting out a silent scream is kind of... Yeah, <laughs> that is funny, yeah. <laughs> and it is a... It's a scream. It's he, an impressive scream. He lets scream. out some crazy it's screams It's a blood-curdling scream. I like how the, the part of that fact is like, nobody knows what a tree is going to do. I mean, we got a guy that wrangles him, but he doesn't know. Uh, this movie has a million facts, and there are a lot of good ones, but there are also a lot of good sources for this, so we don't want to beat a dead horse here. So if there are ever any really cool facts, make sure you write them on the movie poster on our social media and get the conversation going there. But we're going to move on to questions. Comments. Animosities. Questions, comments, 
first comment, we've just talked about it, but magical score. John Williams killed it out of yeah, this. Let's get in the music a little bit. And Somebody give it a little bit. That's the beginning, the creepy stuff. Then you just have like... There it is. Now we're back into it. And let's not forget they do some tubular bells at the end. Some exercise. We got the choir too. Now, George, you were asking me, is this a classic score because it's John Williams or because it's a classic movie? Mark, I I never asked him that in my life. (laughs) It's words in my mouth. (laughs) I never said that. No, I do. I I did wonder that. Rephrase my question again. I interrupted you. Oh, that was all. Just is it a classic score because of John Williams or the movie's classic or do they lean on each other? Hear me out. Do. Do that very first little motif again, Cameron. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, BD. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like... In the middle of every John Williams song is the middle of every John Williams song. So, like, there's, like, some middle of these scores that definitely sound like, you know, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, what have you. But I think uh, to answer Cameron's question, which was actually my question. Sure was. Is, uh, I think it's a little column A, column B, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I think most things that come out of John Williams are gonna be classics if the movie is good i mean if the if the movie's big and john williams did a score on it it's just gonna hit this is a classic christmas movie and it has a john williams score yep still kind of keeping on the music beyond the score is the soundtrack uh that's a great point we should we should over like run run rudolph when they're running through the o'hare airport like yeah Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle I mean, Bell Jingle Rock. It has a lot of hits in it. They and even use your mean one, Mr. Grinch. So Carol the Bells. Yeah, it's true. It's, it really it's, does it's hit It's equal it. part score and soundtrack. The soundtrack's just as big as this. I didn't it's even think everything of that. that Four Christmases is. <laughs> it truly is. So we just did that. Uh, go back and listen to our Four Christmases episode. It's the opposite of this one. No joy, no merriment, nothing. Uh, so first comment about the actual movie animosity it is crazy that no everyone is one ignoring the cop but him as a cop isn't like hey listen to me i need some uh, like some attention over here like everyone just walking to buy him if there was a cop in my house i would immediately be like what's wrong yeah if you lived there if you were uncle frank you'd be like not my business i guess that's true i mean i guess that is the answer so there's a whole category we're in here how much of a monster is this family at the beginning is it just hustle and bustle or are they bad people call me call me they definitely have a big house there's they're rich they seem rich so i mean you i'm inclined to hate them a little bit for that these I mean, he's I mean, kevin himself is spoiled the biggest mi- misconception is that the dad pays for the trip though Good point. That's true. But, I mean, okay. There's I, it's a, still a mansion in Winnetka. I, I, that's just it. I've People, been wrong about that for years. It is their brother in France who buys everybody And everybody tickets. who knows that is very quick to correct you on that if they do know that. <laughs> but I'm quick to also say he has a multi-million dollar house in the suburbs of Chicago, so correct. he does something. Oh, no. He's fine. We just we just were all wondering, this is a nice house, but not buying everybody plane tickets nice. No, but I, it, I didn't learn I didn't learn anything about this movie before four years ago when people started talking about it. True. Um I would like to know what he what he does, but Kevin is a little shit, and his family sucks too. Though I will say, all around, a little something about that neighborhood in Winnetka. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a great Halloween spot. I know this is a Christmas movie, but like that, like Any a season. trick or treat. Like, could you imagine trick or treating at the McAllisters? Yeah, to quote the movie, though, everybody's giving out good candy. You'd have to bob for apples, but there. that's the silver tuna. <laughs> like you're getting good stuff there. You're getting full size candy bars. Full size candy bars. You might even be even getting a hot drink or a full pop. I don't know. Whatever you want. Well, to also go to a talking point a of Jordan nip for from the adults, a, maybe. Oh, definitely. Also to go into a talking point though from Jordan from other uh, podcasts. Though they might have an HOA, they might not allow some of this stuff. 
market's a very hoity-toity neighborhood. Right. I would say this is why I'm not getting HOA. Just a bunch of differences in house-to-house oh, lights. They'd that's all true. be the same. Um, now, also another talking point of Jordan's that he loves bringing up, but animosity. He's just throwing words right in that damn <laughs> I've mouth never of said this. I don't. And we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> they either. would never get to the to O'Hare on time. They would oh, never make guys. that plan. Okay, flights changed over the years. I... Security's changed over the years. But even then, with its laxness, you couldn't get there in 45 minutes. So from the I don't birds. know if they're supposed to be in Winnetka, Illinois, but they are in a suburb of Illinois, right? Right. So Winnetka's even... right on the water. It really is. So the, I mean, you it's just lake. you can't not, get there. You're not going to get there. Um, Mark's pulling up. It is right on the lake. So the timeline trip. of their morning is something we can talk into length again, uh, just so much about, and we will. But I do want to say four wheel drive. Oh, oh, that kid. Does this van get good gas mileage? So that's the kid that's posing as Kevin, the neighbor kid. I watched that scene. And I'm like, can't wait to ha- have his house robbed <laughs> and all. Fucking just. Is that his house? Well, I mean, he lives around there, right? He's going somewhere. Yeah, he's going to Florida or something. He's going to Florida. His house got flooded. Uh, Just the meanest thing to flood someone's house. Oh, yeah. He's making a huge insurance problem and scamming. You're sick. You really are. You're sick. At that moment. At least next year with the sticky bandits, it's much less harmful, you know? Still a gimmick. Yeah, but man, that flooding really pissed me off. I mean, like, just deal all the shit, but don't flood it. Beginning of the movie, if Kevin is like, I don't know, four or five years older... This is like the best thing ever. He's like, oh, I'm going to throw a rager and this just turned into Holiday Project X. Oh, I found Buzz's spice. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, yeah. I found Buzz's stash and all of his porn, too. <laughs> Dope. I, he, okay, so Kevin's eight years old, which is old enough to sort of be self-sufficient in mm-hmm. some way, but not to this manner that he is. Right, right. Um, but with his age, and I really listened to this in the movie, he should not be packing his own bag for an overseas no. trip. For a flight, let alone a weekend trip. Pack your own bag? What a psycho. Yeah, overseas. Yeah, again, bad family. Bad family and, and, his, and his like teenage brothers and sisters like, I bet you're going to have mom pack your bag, loser. It's like, yeah, I think she will. Yeah, she a, should. He's single digits. Or dad, somebody should. Well, he's what they call that is true you're such a disease kev oh oh there's so many good one-liners literally from that first 20 minutes it's insane yeah it might be more quotable then than the rest of the movie i mean i did wake up this is just a comment one time it was just over a weekend as a kevin McAllister, where i woke up and for some reason everyone in the family had like gone to cedar rapids or something but just like not woken me up i was like 10 or 11 so like it was fine but i just woke up like where the hell is everybody and you guys were like gone for three to four hours Hours, but I just watched TV. A good scene is like when he just has his bed head, and yeah. I can just see Cameron like eating cereal <laughs> yeah. and like with the super, super bed head, and like just having him notice. That to make it even more, gone. Kevin McAllister, I was like hungry in the morning, and I was like getting hunger pains, but I was like, who's gonna make me food? How old were you? <laughs> Again, like I don't know, 10, 11, 12, I don't know. So, like old enough to make food and be home alone. Uh, Th- this is an animosity I have that goes to one, just Joe Pesci as the cop there, and just their whole robbery. Granted, we know that a lot of people are out of the neighborhood for the week, but. They are implicating themselves in the crime scene all over the place. They went to everybody's house beforehand and got FaceTime. Then they were just like easy peasy going robbing during the daytime, well, driving the, very the end, van. The cop does say that he's like, "Well, now we know like each every spot ha- you well, yeah, yeah." That's true. Like what bandits? That whole thing just like implicated them to every crime. scene. So the scene. whole time of this, the time Marv wanted of this, that though. Yeah. 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 They're not on the same page. For not sure. a no, yeah. I don't. Did they meet in jail or I don't know how they made? I'd not be interested. Marv wants this to be like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. If you want yeah, to go, he's to the, going out of a blaze of glory. For if you sure. want to go original screenplay, they work for Frank's company and they were there to rob his he rob his brother. Okay, so there and, you go. And eventually kill Kevin. So he always had it out for Kevin. 
Well, maybe, original screenplay. Maybe his dad fucking hated Kit, like his own son, and was like, "I don't want him to be." Oh, it. now I, we're in a film noir Paris. movie. I have seen things on that on Reddit, Reddit threads of like, did they really forget Kevin? Or why was Kevin's essential plane? Oh, they ticket, were just like, gonna leave him there. To why die was Kevin's and we have plane like a, ticket on the table anyways? Right, with not everybody else, right? Yeah. So there's a whole oh, there there, is there's a, a whole conspiracy about that is. that they there's intentionally forgot Kevin. Correct. Well, there is a line though the next morning where Peter McAllister says, "I have the passports and the plane tickets drying off in the microwave." So it seems like all of them got wet. Kevin's is the only one that got does knocked he say up. That? Yeah, he does. Yeah, say yeah, because they spilled milk on it. Which again, that's a red flag. Do you guys drink milk with pizza? I Not do. with pizza. No, that the deepest I'm circle gonna, of hell. Is I'm pizza gonna give. Secret. I'm gonna give Catherine O'Hara Actually, now. Don't even drink she milk. says we need to finish the milk before we leave. So then she mom, make, you shouldn't have ordered pizza. You should have gotten some cereal for us. I'm sure we're running out of that too. This is just kind of fun. But the older I get, the more I realize how funny Uncle Frank is about being a cheap cheapskate. Just like oh, the I, champagne stuff. Like this is free, right? And fill, just like fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. Fill fill up. up. And just even like the, like oh, this is my this is my brother's house. He'll take care of it. He takes the he takes the silverware from the plant. Put put in your purse. Yeah, he's hilarious, man. Yeah, he is funny. Oh, I, and it even continues on to Paris. Frank, that that shrimp is for later. Look what I, I found know. in the fridge. Who's I, I, without knowing Frank the answer? Is such a dick. Without him in the movie, it's still a good movie. But he adds a lot of seasoning to it. You know what I mean? He's so, he's, he's funny, man. But I really didn't pick up on that until like the last few years ago watching. Yeah, it's one of those things though. When you're a kid, you don't you know it's you're not, not paying attention nuance. to him. And uh, movies like this that are such classics that you watch year after year. You don't always pay it the same attention that you should. True. And when you decide to, you're like, oh, this movie's so good. I like so many moments of this. Um, here's a here's a, here's the thing about the family. I still don't know whose kids belong to who in this goddamn. I figured it out a little bit this time. The older one in the coat that does the counting, she's related she's to the Frank. people in Paris. And there's one yeah, other one. No, not Frank. That's it? The rest are those? The rest are just the McAllister's mainstay? <laughs> All of them live there. Some of them. No, 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 I think the tall. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't. There, know. there are there are people in France. All right. No, no, no. I got that. Okay, I got that. Okay, and okay. I know the oldest kid. I'm gonna shoot straight. We're not breaking this down to make it easier. We're just making more people who thought they understood some shit more confused. So I'm gonna say, let's just stop this point here and say is... that we don't know who's related to who, other than the tall old one is. There the... is a clear cut answer though, because. Um... There you have names and characters. and we Not can only that, Kevin holds her family picture up, so I'm sure I could just... Yeah. Like, all I did was ruin this for you guys. I don't know who's related to who. Here's the tipping Fuller point. Fuller does have a parent there, though, right? Yeah. Apart from, like, obviously the big animosity that we'll get to later of just, like, obviously Kevin would have killed those people, I think the biggest real animosity in this movie is the lack... Uh, just the police involvement, how little they actually do for someone calling overseas and be like, we've left a single digit nine year old child Dude. alone. He's an unaccompanied minor. And like them just being like, he didn't answer the door. Like, isn't that enough for them to be able to go, go, go in the house? Yeah, like, like, we're telling you to just go yeah, in. Yeah, Please, the parents are like, in. we're calling. We fucked up. He's in there. Go get him. Like, they should have done more. That's yeah, like go, a lot on CPD. We're not telling you to like check if he's there. Go get him. Yeah, go get him out of the house. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. My hand's up because yeah. this is a huge animosity. It would be great if the cops were told that. All she said is, you don't understand. My kid is home alone. She gave no context. That. We're true. in France. We're in France. Get in my house it and look Christmas for my kid. Eve. It was her fault. I mean, the cops were pretty lazy. 
But it's the mom's fault. Not to. She didn't explain the situation at all to anybody. I listened for it. It irritates me. It's so bad on her part. Not to victim blame uh, someone who kind of is a neglectful parent and a victim. Oh, oh, excuse me. But I'm (laughs) sorry. You mean these monsters? I was about about to agree with you. He's about to victim blame. I'm about to agree with you. But saying she does handle that kind of like a Karen. She explains nothing. She just gives everyone a lot of attitude when she's the one that left her child overseas. I'm saying she does a bad job explaining. I agree. I'm not here to defend the police, but there's a lot of blame to go around. And the fact that she never says anything except my kid is home alone. And it goes back to that kid is like. Count the kids again. There's nobody here. The, like, the, whole, the whole cop attitude is actually... It's kind of funny, though, when she's like, hyper on two. And they're just like <laughs> handing her back and forth, but... Uh, tell her to count her kids again. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a wild line. Yeah. I also like... Um, this is just a... This is a trickle-up like. During mm-hmm. that cop scene between the detectives and stuff, switching back, I just like his donut eating the whole time. You well, gotta have it in there. Yup. Go ahead. I don't know why I remember this vividly. It's just that... Donut on the phone. Yeah. On oh, the phone. Yeah. I bet Chris Columbus was like... Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like, keep it in. Like he probably took takes. He wanted like, to lick that little donut crumb right off that phone. I, I do right now. And and people listening there, you know what we're you know talking, what we're talking about. about. You know exactly what we're talking about. Um, this is just something I was thinking about when I was watching the movie. So there's a few times where Kevin, at, like before the actual big, like I'm making booby traps, like the the scene where he's making the jingle bell rock and the dance scene with all the puppets. Impossible. He, they never mentioned when they were coming back. They're just like, we're coming back tonight. He's so, there for two hours. I, yeah, he's I'd there like to for believe two hours pulling strings. Ke- Kevin was just <laughs> dancing for like five hours sweating. I, I had this exact same thing written down. That's so good. We all had it. it. Like, how long was he doing that? Until for? four in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> also, uh, even if I'm a fucking idiot, idiot like marv or harry like if i sit there for two minutes just kind of like staring at the like the the silhouettes like (laughs) yeah that's just fake that's just it's just going around in a circle Michael Jordan there? Well, that's that, that's also what I was Jordan? thinking this time. If I was is that six tr- foot six Michael Jordan? One just a comment that will work in the other ones too. But like Kevin McAllister should be an engineer. He made some crazy things. And more and just during that dance scene, I was thinking, how could I make the outline of one human being? Let alone he had like six adults moving around. Like I had nothing like that around that. Do I you know what I think with. the craziest They're, thing he did was hmm. laundry? Why did they have man? <laughs> I don't think a kid that young can do laundry. Yeah, I, Everything I, I else checks. <laughs> but laundry. Uh, also, I have a big question about the laundry. Mm-hmm. They were only gone for three days. Why is he doing laundry? He only wore two Where's... outfits. Like he just like changed. It. You could argue <laughs> that like, they, his stuff was packed. But I mean, it... I guess the real argument is that family's a nightmare, so they probably left like forty un, like dirty towels. But yeah, so I like too. like he's like turning the sheets, and he's just <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I got the milk, eggs, and fabric softener. Yeah, getting oh, fabric softener. That's the very end. I'm not getting fabric softener. I got the milk egg. It's it's almost like he has an accent. <laughs> yeah, he does say it weird. Never and the fabric, there. he turns into a little kid from Big Daddy there. And the fabric's <laughs> yeah, off in there. That's true. It's like exactly that, Caden. Uh. So you woke up and the family was gone once. So this actually happened to you from what I hear. Yep. But he would have heard a ruckus. Oh, a bunch of it. Bunch of ruckus was going on down there. They literally I had, think there was comical. There's like literally one of those Benny Hill scenes of everyone running around. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like, <laughs> I'm not saying he should have gotten into a car on his own and packed his bag, but. He definitely knew there was ruckus going on down there. He woke up. Uh, Maybe that's why he's like, my whole family over. was taken from me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I heard it all happen. <laughs> oh, oh, sur- uh, survival guilt I like. It's not, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, just up there screaming. Yeah. That, that reminds me. Of the, uh, I like that take. Have you seen the YouTube channel where they, um, they put, like, sort of 
somber music with different like uh, movie oh, trailers. Yeah. <laughs> and they they changed Home Alone to a horror movie. Yeah, oh, I've seen that one. Just with different music and it it's the same trailer. But Do you know what the best one of those is that completely checks? Hmm. It's Mrs. Doubtfire is a horror movie. Oh that one's it's funny. It's got so many scary things. <laughs> Hello <laughs> <laughs> Comment. You just gotta move that statue, right? Out front. Yeah, I like the callback. Well, though. it's crazy that people keep hitting it because you literally would have to get off the road and like you just follow the lane. Like you'd yeah. be veering the towards the house. There, the I've, stairs I've, are gone. I've done some delivery in my day, Mark. I know you have camera. Sure. I think you even have. Oh yeah. How hot are you coming into driveways? Not not pizza that boy hot. hot. Never. Pizza he boy needs hot. to slow. I was down. delivering cakes and pastries, so slow as can be. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't. Uh, uh, question: Is there any chance you would ever take the Catherine O'Hara deal of like I'll give you all this money to? Just Stay here one more night. I'd immediately think scam has happened. We're oh, talking 100%. about the airport scene where okay. she's convincing well, the two elderly yeah, couple. Well, I guess this happened. Which she does, though. She gets you, on that flight. You this, jumped a little too far, but let's sorry, talk about Sorry, sorry. This no. does happen, though, on regular flights, though, where some, they'll, they'll be like, we need to bump two from people. From the airline. Yeah, I would, would, I've never taken From the airline. Yeah, but I've never taken one of those. So why, I guess, would I take a random from ladies? a stranger? Never. On an international flight. So here's all the red flags with that. One, she's scamming you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have first class tickets. She and have a ticket. Back in 1990, you could just get into the terminal of uh, any pre-9/11. airport. This is pre 9 11. You can get there. Yeah, you can, sell your, you can, you can uh, scalp your tickets there. Yeah, I don't even know if you needed an but ID. But she was going to give her a fake Rolex, some earrings, Does a ring. It, do you think $500 cash? Yeah, the dang. So here's the ones. biggest thing, right? The cash is useless, right? Because you're going to blow that getting a hotel, hotel in Paris yeah. on Christmas Eve for a night and a half. So well, that money's gone. Turns out there's nowhere to stay. Oh, no. We got well, robbed. going back to. But they're flying from Paris, so they're in Paris, right? Oh, correct, yeah. You're the right. big question is, though, is it worth it to upgrade to first class? Maybe. Mm, maybe. On an international uh, on flight, flight, that might be your argument. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It's going to make you really hate the whole airport scene and the whole, that like, trying to find a flight back earlier than everybody else. And, oh, the fact and that dra- she shows up at the same time as the dad? Yeah, not only less than five minutes later, everybody else just shows back. And she had house. to suffer through a gangbang of a polka band in the back of a van. <laughs> okay. So, I mean... Yeah, she heard some John Philip Sousa that she didn't want to hear. (laughs) Unconsensual John Philip Sousa. (laughs) Here's a red flag. Catherine O'Hara. Once she stays at the airport and the family goes to the brother-in-law's apartment, Mm -hmm. you're out of contact with your wife. 100%. So not only is your kid at home alone, your wife is alone in France. I thought about that too this time around because he he just kind of lightly says don't let me lose you too and they laugh in part but I'm like this is serious your son's there (laughs) you guys are about to lose contact like for all he knew like he got home found Kevin and then Catherine O'Hara never got home well no like he left her in Paris unless she knew the phone number to the brother-in-law's apartment they're not talking to each other she's in Paris oh also like as a touring musician uh, it seemed like that polka band is a horror story when John Candy's like Lou doesn't like talk to his kid. He hasn't seen him in two years. He doesn't even know his kids. What the fuck's wrong with this polka band? Um, heavy drinking, I think. <laughs> okay. They look like they pound beers. <laughs> Just pound beers and kill bosses. <laughs> and don't fucking visit their families. Um, they seem like great, endearing guys. Just bad dads. You know, living that lifestyle. Uh, can we take it to the night before the the, the night of when uh, when Kevin's meeting old man, old man Marley at the church? I would love to talk about Old Man Marley. Uh, there's just one th- one kind of line I thought was kind of funny. When it's when Old Man Marley first comes over and he's like, 
do you want to know what I'm doing here today? If he was like, I killed my family 50 years ago, and now this is the only place I could go. I come here to repent every Christmas. Everything you heard is true. Old man Marley is not doing anything to help his reputation, though. Like he's no, kind of like no. he's really leaning into the rumor, hanging out. He doesn't even he doesn't even defend himself when he's talking to Kevin all that much. I know there's a lot of bad. Th- what's he say? He says like there's a lot of bad things Talk, going around about yeah, me. Yeah. Moving on, like well, he doesn't well, say it's not. Well, true, again, which right? is why he's like, and it's true, but. <laughs> They're also talking like just like a full voice in that church. Like, hey, uh, you know, excuse me. You know, who's not gonna get told to shut up, old man Marley. That's true, like, man Marley. Let it ride. He let might... that psycho who came in during rehearsal ride. Can I have a little sneaky thing about the layout of the house? Sure. We see um, the parents' bedroom where Kevin holds out, like makes his fort, mm-hmm. and we see um, Bud's room. Mm-hmm. Buzz. Buzz's Buzz, room. Buzz's. But we never see Kevin's room. No. It's just kind of weird. Uh, the attic, Jordan, that is his room. <laughs> Not again. Interesting. Fish heads, fish heads. Uh, this is just a throwaway comment. It's a bit nitpicky, but you know when Kevin's running from Harry and Marv and they're chasing him in the van? It's right after they almost hit him. And he's like, why would you run? Why would you run from us? And he, he hides in the nativity scene. You're sick. Everything in that nativity scene is plastic, and yet he somehow has a cloth a robe to like put over himself. Just it's always bugged me over the years. Like, where would he get that? Sometimes they Actually, swaddle baby noticed. Jesus. Are you sure they're all plastic? It's all plastic or wooden, like nativity scene, and he's the only thing with like a cloth robe. Dang. I didn't notice it enough. I definitely know he's in a robe. I love me. that part. I'm like, oh, that's such a smart move. I was picky, it was but such a smart button. move. No, I have two red flags about this whole situation. If I'm a kid and I'm running from scary people, I'm never going in a church at night. That's as scary as it comes. Sanctuary. I've seen Hunchback in Notre Dame. So yeah, sure. but we're not gypsies. <laughs> like, there's got to be a neighbor or a house. Like, for the most part. Saying, I know I'm ugly. Me. And Mark is ugly. <laughs> he is a monster. Go back and listen to our episode on Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. I'm out there. We can redo it for you. But um, secondly, I am baffled at this exact scene when um, Harry's like, What's what's he running for? It's like you're, you're creeping, chasing you're him. You're chasing him with a van. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, you it's almost shit. hit him, and now you're creeping behind him. I have another timeline thing that just has always bugged me. It is nighttime at the church when Kevin says, "I have to like defend my house," kind of thing, and he doesn't start setting up the traps until the sun's down. He would never have the time to run up and get all those booby traps going. Now, this is a uh, this is a bit just question about the escalation of Marvin Harry. I mean, clearly they just started having a lapse in judgment. They went from burglaring at night to just doing stuff at day. And be, what are you do? What are you trying to interrupt with? What do you got? What are you doing? There's a snap. I'm, I'm, I'm accentuating your point. You're going to say they go from robbers to murderers? 100% yes. They, they, <laughs> and I, the and snap I, of my fingers. And I get that like they're, they've tor- they've been tortured by Kevin, but they're pretty willing to bite off his fingers one by one at the end. And that seems a pretty j- big jump to just s- d- d- robbing. In his defense, his head got caught on fire. True. Why do you look like a chicken? Well, after, yeah, after my <laughs> head gets caught on fire, job is over. Yeah. Oh, the jo- first thing I get hit or tri- step on, not going any further. So they rob the neighbor's house, right? What do they get? Sort of trinkets and, and just different John figurines Tele- and Telescope, junk. gyroscope yeah. thing. Kaleidoscope? There we go. Thank you. So let's say the McAllister's is twice that much. Like, it's not worth it. Don't kill a kid. Oh, no. You shouldn't kill a kid. Now, I have a pretty big animosity with old man Marley here. So... Why doesn't he check about what's going on with Kevin McAllister? Like he calls the cops and he's like, "Well, Kevin, see you later. You have nothing to do with this. I'm not going to check in on you at all." Because when he's off camera, he's dealing with deep, dark thoughts of his own. <laughs> let's not let's not act like old man Marley isn't a little weird. Like oh, like he's very weird. The encounter at the uh, 
at the little like uh, five a dime. Like he he puts his like bloody hand down on the. Let's not talk about the bloody <laughs> the hand. Couch. What's going on with that bloody hand? Shoveling, a lot of shoveling. It's just, just ca- shoveling blisters, blisters from shoveling. But he's not not trying to scare little Kevin. Yeah, and even the scene in the church almost has a vibe from Disturbia, where the neighbor comes out and sits like, "I know what you're doing." Yes, <laughs> I know you're scared of me. Only it turns into a we both have family issues thing instead of I'm going to kill you. We're later. all dealing. With I don't I don't exactly get why Kevin was so against getting police involvement. I mean, I guess he knows that he's probably getting put in a foster home because his family disappeared, but like. I, the whole thing is flawed about getting the cops involvement. He should have just called them. Or number two, he has that BB gun. My plan would have been like, they don't know that's fake. They would have opened the door and I would have just been like, if you take a step, I'll shoot you. Get the fuck out of our neighborhood. <laughs> and I bet it would have been fine. They would have been like, oh my God, this kid's crazy and he has a gun. Was he scared of the cop when he came there? Why didn't he go down? Did he think it was burglars? He thought it was the burglars coming back. Does he still this whole Again, time? the cop just has to go in. Well, then the shoplifting thing. So I think he thinks that, oh, too. He's a little happen. kid. Yeah, so that, like, I think it's a mixture of little uh, kid things, down, I guess. Triple down, you can't slide that long on your knees. Really pisses Whoa! me off. Whoa! <laughs> um, secondly... You also can't survive just like a paint can to the to the temple. But Okay, okay. so let's let's talk about which ones are the worst. I know which one I hate the most. The, the iron to the head's going to kill you. The paint can to the head's going to kill you. So let's get past... Everything's going to kill you because everything's going to kill you. Most of it. Mm-hmm. And there's many sources of this. Mythbusters. Things have gone on about the actual medical issues that would happen. So I just check the, those sources. I hate the nail on the foot. Ooh, But I've, I think it's I've egregious. I think it's egregious that... Is it Marv or Harry? I can't remember. Marv. I think it's egregious that Marv loses that much clothing. True. I kind of forget why I he loses Marv has sh- his tetanus shot because that was a like a three-inch nail that went into his foot. Marv doesn't have his tetanus shot. I doesn't, can answer that right yeah. now. Look at him. The moment the door burned me at the beginning, I'd be like, oh, not going further. Is that thing that makes the door hot, does that start a grill? I think so. It's an electric yeah, grill what starter? Is, what I've is always that? wondered that, and I don't always know if that's wondered a, that. I think so. Hit us up on the movie posters. This is the only thing I actually want someone to answer us. And what I'm not going to look it up on the my thing own. He, the red hot, the yeah. red hot yeah. thing he hangs on the door. I think what you yeah. do is you put that in coals, and it gets coals hot for a grill. Nice. Do you want? Actually, do you know what kind of annoys me about some of the pranks? Like forty percent of them, if they just would have looked down, they would have been like, "Oh, there's Christmas ornaments. Yeah. Oh, there's cars. Yeah. Oh, there's tax." Like if you just look where you're going, you can avoid ninety. I like the tarantula improv. Kevin. Oh, does. Ooh, yeah, that oh. was on the fly. He almost got got there on he, the fly. Oh, yeah, that was the end. That, he was about to get his fingers bit off and uh, I think skin <laughs> peeled off. Oh, unverified. Uh, I think Joe Pesci actually bit his finger and he oh, like left a scar. I'm yeah, pretty sure I heard that's something about that. He left oh. a scar on McCullough Culkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I did think about this with these characters. Obviously, yes, <laughs> they would die from many things or get mm-hmm. very, very injured. Right. But I'm comparing this to a lot of other kids' movies where there's over-the-top violence. Mm-hmm. This one plays... Not realistic, but the tone of it is is Looney Tunes come to life a little bit. in a good oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Think, me, yeah. But think of so many movies that they're so dumb. Even as kids, you're like, this is stupid. You know what I mean? It is weird that this one played so well when it, it was did, over and the I top. don't know why, but I think we agree, I think right? The comedic aspect of it, I think it's just literally that they were so funny and been doing it that it plays better. But even though those two... And the effects were practical, too. There was nothing that like true. wasn't... Out of the realm of possibility. No, not not one of the cr- criminals like inflated themselves. Yeah, or, like farted for forty. There minutes was no magic involved. Like. There, yeah, it just was like like a a, a Sus- robbery taken around Christmas. Yeah, it was just sustaining head injury after head injury after head injury. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think there was egregious uh, sound effects really with them. Yeah, yeah, not really. No, the moment you had like a. Yeah, yeah. So they just played a little more real, and it worked better. Does Does Kevin ever tell his family what happened? Do they ever know? 
No, they they don't communicate. Uh, like in general. What about after the New York thing when he does it again? He's like, by the way, crazy, but this is actually the second time I've done this to these two guys. <laughs> um, this movie is a nostalgic Christmas classic. It has a lot of sources to find information anyway. So we were trying not to touch too much on things like the movies that made us on Netflix and other sources you can check out. So if there's anything we missed for sure that aren't on one of those, hit us up on the movie poster. But we're going to move on to recasting. Recasting. Uh, it's a big one, but I didn't go too crazy. Did anyone go lower than Gus? That would be the uh, John Candy rule. Let's start I, with I have a pizza boy. Can we start with yeah, pizza Yeah, yeah, that's low. Oh, Let's great. Start, I got, low, start low and we'll work with I family. I got a pizza Mark, boy. Mark, your pizza I want, boy? I want like a super bad uh, Jonah Hill. Like, I don't know. Ooh, just coming okay. Like, I'm kind of on the same. Like, we went similar. I went John Mulaney. Forgetting okay. Sarah Marshall Jonah Hill where he comes just like... <laughs> I uh, I didn't do it, but off the top of my head, I'm just throwing in David Cross, but he'd be young. Ooh, no, I like old David Cross. It makes it be a, I like now David Cross. Uh, who'd you have for Gus, the John Candy guy? I'm going to throw mine away because I've done this for all of them. I did Rick Ducommon again because he's my John Candy switch out. Okay, I got you. Uh, he's I'm from surprised the, you didn't do fr- from the actually... Burbs from Spaceballs, Rick Ducommon. He beat the shit out of us, too. <laughs> I did Jack Black. A polka playing Jack Black. I'm like fine with that, that, too. That totally works. And I believe you've done him before. That's kind of, I feel like, your John Candy replacement, okay. too. So I went against who I normally do. I would have done John Goodman, but... That is usually your John Candy, yeah. But I thought so about... We're all, we're all doing... No, no, no. I did Robin Williams. I think he has the temperament to play that role. Oh, interesting. Broken man, could play an instrument, <laughs> but it's nice and endearing. Uh, how about Uncle Frank? Do you guys do Uncle Frank, you little jerk? I don't like mine a lot, so I'm going to go first. I did Michael Ironside. Okay. Um, John Malkovich. Just like Okay. It. That works for me, too. Really went big on it for me. Uh, I did Jeffrey Tambor. He's the da- He's the grandpa oh, from Arrested Development. That's uh, actually pretty good. Yeah. I was actually pretty Damn, proud of that one. That one's oh, actually really good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of all mine this week. Do you guys want to do Old Man Marley? Did anyone do that? Oh, no. Not at all. I did. I did. I did Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Okay. Asshole Dad from October Sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Scary. He's I'd like scary to see him guy. with a beard, too. Hear me out. Mine's kind of looks like a little bit, but James Cromwell, he's the old, uh, that'll do pig babe. He's oh, like the, sure. also oh, Shawshank like Redemption. His voice that. is a little too soft, maybe, and he seems too delicate, but he also seems, that, he, has, that he has stern eyes. That guy's a delicate character actor, though. Exactly. I mean, sorry, Cam- the, char- the character is dead on Cameron, Cameron won that one. Guys, just wait for the rest of is on a Jesus. roll right now. Uh, Boy, I should have saved Malkovich for later. Uh, you guys want to do Buzz? I've got some hitter, hitters coming up. Yeah, let's do Buzz. Uh, Can I go first? Thomas F. Wilson. He's just Biff from Back to the Future. Oh, sure. Biff Buzz. I just switched I just out some bees. Danny Tamborelli. Sure. I'm fine with that. Why not? Uh, Donkey Lips also, I guess, from... Uh, Could do Goldberg, maybe? Yeah, okay. Mark, who, before I... The Great Hambino? We got to stop before Sorry. we say Marks. I did, uh, I did Jesse Plemons. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah. He's from uh, Breaking Bad and Game Night. Fargo Now. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Some good Black Mirror episodes. Uh, what about Peter McAllister, the dad? Ed O'Neill. Okay. You just picked a classic dad. Can't hate that. Well, I did the same thing with Mark, him. I think you're going to like mine. Somewhat a looks thing, but I did William Russ. He's the dad from Boy Meets World. Did Kevin Costner. Oh, Mark, you can't see, but he's very excited. I don't remember Boy Meets World. I can't Let's even the picture mom. the dad. I did the mom from Boy Meets World. Oh, I did nice. Betsy Randall. Oh, cool, cool. Mark, Jordan, who is your yeah, dad I'm again? Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I did off mic Kevin Costner. Oh, that works great. Just why not? I love him as a dad. Uh, Mark, you. so you did. we're going on to the mom now. You did, uh, what's her name from, sorry? Betsy Randall. I did the mom from 
uh, Boy Meets World. Nice. I like that we got that little uh, little connection there. I did an, as always, uninspired Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she okay. could really kill the Kevin line. Kevin! Yeah. Um, I, again, did the same one I always do for Catherine Hare. I did Madeline Kahn from Clue and from uh, Young Frankenstein. She's part of the Mel Brooks gang. I get it. I don't think that this is really a comedic role, so I didn't like, lean into it. This is a Sally Field role. That could work. Ooh. That's good. Miss like Doubtfire. It's Chris Columbus. I like that. That's actually good. Uh, I The next ones I have are Marv and Harry. You guys ready for those? Do you have any yeah, other songs? Do Mar- Marv, Harry, than Kevin. Yeah, that's what I have. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Let's start with Marv. We, he was mentioned earlier, and I got scared. I did Chris Elliott. You would know him from Scary Movie. and, and uh, When that was said, I, came, popped in my head. I can't believe you thought of that. Son of a bitch. She I was so, so happy of that God one day. damn it. You would also know him from uh, something about Mary. He's the friend in that. And Shit's Creek. And the Tostitos commercials from back in the day. Oh, killer. Damn, that's a good one. Thank you. I did Harland Williams. Okay, I love that. Oh, all right. Fuck. Man, that's all like he'd be That's a, great. He'd be an awesome Marv. I did Jeff Daniels. I'm I'm channeling Dumb and Dumber in a sense. I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. I like everybody. Oh, that, let's move on to his counterpart, Harry uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, he's he's a little gruff. He'd be a little of that attitude and like in your face. But I couldn't no, think of someone he, as gangster gruff. You know, he's the cynical one. That makes yeah. sense. Damn it, I like that one too. Now, I told you I did good this week. I'm doing awful. Um, I went to Vito. Okay, I thought about that, but well, I that crossed my mind. I didn't yeah. want people to come at me, so I like that choice. I like Devito. What do you mean coming at you? I is he I, canceled? No, 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 no. no just, Jordan does him a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I went. I'm like, who's a gangster type character? So I, I thought want, that too. I want Harvey Keitel. Okay, that works. I, do you want to know who I initially damn, thought? I, I, I like I like Buscemi though a lot. Oh, I know that's good. I told you, it'd be great. I thought Ray Liotta, I, but there's no I, funny I, in that. I want someone squattier though. Kevin McAllister. I actually really like mine. I'll go first. I want, I, I want Cameron to wait. I want him to have the walk off just in case. So I'm gonna strike out at mm-hmm. first at bat. I just went um, Elijah Wood. No, so I like him. Okay, him, him at that age is perfect. He was charming. He was wise beyond his years at that age. No, it's a it's a good pick. Think about Huck Finn. Think about his performance in that, and it would have been right around there. I'm not saying mine's going to be better, but I just didn't. I don't see it as much. That's fine. Um, it was. It's tough because this is an iconic role. It's tough to not see Macaulay Culkin. I also thought that is, because yeah. the good son, they play against each they other, and they're both like very Elijah great, Wood. Yeah, yeah, very great okay. performances from both of them in that mm-hmm. one. So go for the glory, Huck. A young, like even Stephen Shia LaBeouf. Ooh, I don't hate that. Yeah, that works. I, I'm never going to hate on the young Shia. LaBeouf. But we don't agree with adult Shyla. He's currently under. Maybe stop some... saying Shyla, both of you. Like his name is not Shyla, but it is right now. <laughs> Shyla Booth. So this one has a million what, what ifs, if? so I'm just gonna roll through them. For who? Everybody, Everybody but okay. I'm gonna just like I'm gonna try to go quick. Tim Robbins was up for Marv. John Voigt was up for Peter McAllister. Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill were for Peter McAllister. Most of these, honestly, for Peter McAllister, the I dad. Like the Sam Neill one. Robin right? Williams was up for Kevin McAllister, or Peter McAllister, sorry. Oh, uh, now, weird. here comes a big one. These were all also for Peter McAllister, the dad. A Just lot of people. Hook. Tim Allen, Michael Keaton, Brian Cranston, Ted Danson, Richard Gere, John Lithgow, Christopher Reeve. Uh, and Warren Beatty. The dad is such a non thing for me. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it could have been anybody, and like, would have been still anybody. been awesome. Yeah. Uh, all, for up, for, I would have liked Keaton out of that list, though, just for what it's worth. Like for the Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good for the Joe Pesci role. Uh, the people up for it were Robert De Niro, John Lovitz. I actually, I had, I had a uh, Robert De Niro on my big board. I, I thought you said John Lovitz. He was in there. John Lovitz was like John Lovitz would work. That'd be funny. 
Uh, Christopher Lloyd actually was Ooh. very high up and almost had the role, but it was a scheduling thing and he backed out. That would have been great. But he almost had it. Bob Hoskins, Dudley Moore, about Bob Phil Hoskins. Collins, fun. Um, Danny DeVito was up for it. Kevin Pollack, Rowan Atkinson, uh, Michael Bean, James Kahn, Kevin Klein, Tommy Lee Jones, Ray Romano. I had Tommy Lee Jones. I'm a big boy too. John Stamos. What? <laughs> right? Brad oh, Garrett. That would make sense to me. Uh, yeah, Gene Hackman that, and Kurt Russell. I did want to ask you if mm-hmm. you agree with this, that this movie hit so well because I, I don't know if the best actor is a way to describe Macaulay Culkin, but he's not too showy, Yeah, and he plays it straight enough, but he still is charismatic for a kid. He's super charming in it. Yeah, but super, not over the top. No, he's right in between where he's a kid who just happens to also get it. He's like, oh, I can act Yeah, without being a 40-year-old man stuck in a child's body. Exactly. Or being a Disney kid where it's like, I'm in show business. Yeah, he wasn't like on uh, the new Disney club with like yeah, a Justin yeah. Timberlake and Showy. Yeah, I get it. Good call. Nice. Uh, should we move on to Mount Rushmore top four? Mount Rushmore top four. All right, welcome back to Mount Rushmore. This week, in honor of uh, this movie and having such prominent scenes in um, airports, we're going to do great scenes that are set in airports. The whole movie doesn't have to be set in an airport. Shouldn't but be. We're, doesn't, it could be. It's, we could all do the terminal. This movie, Whatever, maybe, this movie has maybe one of the most iconic airport scenes of all. Just that running through, run, run, Rudolph. For sure. For sure. So this week we're picking our favorite airplane scenes from movies. Iconic airplane scenes in movies. Airport scenes. Airport scenes, sorry. Airport scenes. And uh, I Hammer won. Rock, one rock, paper, scissors, I think it's two weeks in a row. This might be the third. Who knows? Oh, but... He rocked the shit out of Jordan, and then he just rock papered the shit out of me. This is number one, but I'm about to throw out a just classic movie, a big hitter. I'm throwing out Casablanca. The end with the plane, and there's the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and here's looking at you, kid. Like, iconic. Huge iconic. Paris. So, I mean, I'm taking that one off the list. Can't argue. Definitely was in contemplating for it. My only thing is, is that the tarmac or the airport? That's what I'm saying. It's a little different. It's a little tarmac. I'll give it airport But yeah, yeah, I got you. They go in and out of the hangar. It's maybe the most iconic airport scene. Correct. Which is why I took number one. Who's number two? Jordan. um, I'm going to go with Catch Me If You Can. Nice. I thought about that You could pick a lot of different scenes than that, but which one are you picking? I think I'm picking the one at the very end where he's... Chasing that, I'm not chasing after you, Frank. Yeah, that he one. just okay. comes. He, I don't know that little that little hallway there. That just like reminds that's me such a poignant airport fifties airport. I'll take I'll take a better visual from you. It's when he's using the stewardesses as the human shield and walking that's through Miami. That's, that's beautiful. Oh, like that just one. that portion of it. But yeah, there's so many amazing. good. In fact, God, I love that. Movie. God, I really do love it. So I was torn between two great ones, mm-hmm. and I'll save the one I think you guys would like more for honorable mention, right. but mine is definitely Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Steve Ooh. Martin scene where he says fuck like a million times out of nowhere. <laughs> Go look at it if you haven't seen that movie. It's a good movie, but that one's so good. We've been talking about doing it for years for our November uh, Thanksgiving, so maybe eventually we'll the get there. So go, go back through our picks. Cameron, you picked... Uh, I did Casablanca. Casablanca. I, I did Catch Me If You Can. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Steve Which Martin is wearing it up. brings us on to our honorable, mention, our honorable mentions. Anyone else uh, going on in there? I've, and uh, Love Actually. I'm going to throw that out there. Starts, ends on the plane scene. It kind of links the whole thing together. Uh, almost Famous. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I thought about that, but I didn't know if I wanted to go with, you know. 
This that's is a good honorable mention. That's a great one. That's come up can a lot I, recently. We should do that movie soon. Can I please say this one before you guys get to yeah. it? It's uh, Spinal Tap when he goes through the metal detector. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you can't not it wasn't even on my list. That's didn't, so yeah, good, didn't cross my mind. I got another comedy for you that I think is kind of fun. <laughs> Dogma at the beginning when uh, oh, yeah. Matt Damon and Ben and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are just hanging out in the terminal and these people <laughs> watching. Yeah, that one's actually really good. Um, I know there's some like romantic comedies. I think when Harry Met Sally has to make some good ones, but not enough to go. When I was it. searching lists, uh, they put Casino Royale on, uh, on a lot yeah, of lists. Just, the there was an airport yeah. chase. That's the huge. scene with the plane crashing him going through the terminal. For yeah, sure. that's a good one. Uh, I like Casablanca. Well, I got one yeah, last but... one for you before we end it. And okay. Go back and see our episode of Final Destination, the beginning when they're boarding the plane. Oh, in I thought about that's that. That's a pretty yeah. big one as well. Thanks for listening to our take on Home Alone. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as always, this is just a grassroots podcast. We do not have any ads. Uh, The only way we grow is through your kind recommendations. So if you like our little movie club and you think other people would like to join along, uh, make sure you recommend to friends and family. Uh, You can find us on social media at Cold Classics Pod. And you can write in your movie requests to Cold Classics Podcast at gmail.com.